Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the David and Kiev podcast. Look at me today, where we discuss all of the important issues regarding the history, present day, and future of our beautiful spirituality. As always, I'm Kiev, your local priest of Elegua, and with me is David, your priest of Ochun. David, how's it going? It's going. It's almost gone. Um, <laughs> that's rough from Monday. Right? That's rough. Long day. But no, everything is good. Everything is good. What are we discussing today? So today, I think we should maybe take a step back and start talking firstly about what is an Orisha? What are Orishas and why do we worship them? You know, like, it, we believe in a polytheistic faith. Yes. Although we have one creator, one omnipotent creator named Olodumare. Yes. It has many emanations. And a lot of these emanations are where nature and human emotion and interaction connect. So what are the Orisha? What are they? So an accumulation of beliefs made one in the way that I at least try to explain them. It's my understanding that Orishas are manifestations of Olodumare. Sent to Earth specifically and or throughout the universe, however you want to say it. Um, In which case they um, are incarnated into bodies. Like physical, physical, physical meat sacks with mm-hmm. souls, um, and so therefore they begin to just make the earth and or add things to the earth and assist in in not only the making of mankind but the the maintenance of of what society becomes and civilization and culture. So, we, so you actually believe that the I, energies of creation mm-hmm. manifested physically on Earth. To do something at some point. That's that's what would technically make an Orisha an Orisha. I'm not saying I believe it 100%. So, te- so wait, is there a word for them before they become Orisha? Like, what do we call a god? I- Irumole or Imole. Irumole or Imole. So, yes. that's just the gods before they ever manifest on Earth, right? Correct. So, wait, this is a little complicated. It is very complicated. So, Orisha is... Everything in Yoruba is complicated. We call everything an Orisha. Correct. Right? And then obviously we have a lot of people who are not the brightest bulbs in the Christmas tree garland. They still know it's Christmas. <laughs> so how do we... It's confusing. So who's in Orisha? And do we have any Irumole that we worship? Or do we only worship Orisha? We technically... I mean... Are, who's we? Well, we. So we, we, we as, as Alochas. Yes, we as Alochas. Alochas. Alochas and Olorisha. Oh yes, owners and no possessors of Orisha, we are worshipping Orisha. That's what we are. We own Orisha. So, so we, we don't worship Imole. The there are some Orisha that intersect that were Imole. But not all of them were Imole. Not all of them were Imole. So the the top tier gods that slap not were this. both Imole and Orisha. The ones Olodumare decided your energy, your power would be beneficial to be manifested on earth in this manner I am I'm sending you down this is what you'll become so who were the ones that were forced to reincarnate on this baloney ball now that can be argued because depending on as we all know if you know Yoruba culture at all depending on where you come from and the favor of that township which worship said energy okay. and entity well, they yeah. will some places will tell you Yemaya was an Imole and she's also an Orisha. Some other people will tell well, you she's not. Let's get something clear. And I think this is something that we need to establish within the community as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, David. Maybe a cocktail twice from. 
life. We, we in 2021, historically understand the great fractious nature of historical Yoruba civilization. Mm-hmm. You could go 20 miles in any direction and people would be worshipping not only in a completely different way, Correct. using different names, Correct. using different subjective ceremonies and rituals, and you would still be worshipping the same energy. Correct. Right? So I think for us, it's not necessarily so much what they do now in Cuba, what they did in Africa. It's what can we take from Cuba to now? And what can we kind of filter mm-hmm. against what we do know of Yoruba practices to kind of take away the bullshit? Right? Right. Like, I don't care how many times you sell it. I don't care how many times you tell me. If you have an Orisha with stove knobs in it, you're an idiot. Get out of my face. Like, there were no stoves. <sighs> there are plenty of places now in Cuba and Africa with no stoves. Facts. So how are you getting a Orisha of the stove? These things don't add up, right? Now, our conversation is actually valid, so I take a step back from the diatribe. <sighs> so, okay, let's go Orisha by Orisha. The best Orisha boy, like what? Bye-bye, like bada. Imole or Orisha or travesty? would definitely be everything. Uh, (laughs) Elikwa is... I would say he's even more than Imole because he existed... So what do you call that? Eshu is his own thing. Right, because Olodumare is everything. And not create Eshu. Eshu was already. You needed Eshu to be possible. So there's that understanding that Eshu was not made. It's why we're the best people. Was not a manifestation of Olodumare. When Olodumare was in darkness and figuring out what do I want to do with anything and I want to make something, out of the darkness came the voice of Eshu. Right. And what was that? What would you like to do? (laughs) Opportunity. What trouble are we getting into today? Right. Eshu's possibility. Possibility. I always compare Eshu to that moment in Jurassic Park. I've never seen it. You're okay, go ahead. a heathen, and I, I'm I a heathen. Hey, the, the heresy in my home. Get out after this podcast. Well, <laughs> um, it was the moment where the doctor um, Malcolm, I believe his name was, was describing the chaos theory, and he sets a drop of water and he puts it on her. He's flirting with this lady because, uh-huh. of course, you know that's what that you energy does. Um, the water flows down away. He's like, and I can put it in the same spot, and, and it's going to go a whole different way. He was like, that's the point of why making dinosaurs are dangerous, right? I'll get to the point right now. And so they were like, it's impossible because we genetically bred them to be females. They will not be able to breed, and therefore we can control oh, this. Sorry. And what they did was they used amphibian DNA, in which case some amphibians can change their right. sex. And so that's what happened, and nature made a way. So it was not impossible. It was a chaotic thing that occurred or whatever. So it's just that I would like to point out that while I may not have watched Jurassic Park, I actually studied chaos theory and death. Gotcha. So buzz off. Uh, <laughs> so, I was going to give you a very nice comeback. <laughs> I'm very safe while we're doing the podcast, apparently. <laughs> and I did forget the candy for the bad time faces, but he hasn't made any yet. So, okay, so Eshu, okay, so Eshu's not Imole Orisha, he's special like all of us, his children. Correct. Remember, send some money to the children of Elegua in your life, and Eshu that you love. <laughs> My cash app is. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so the next, let's go in order. Ogun, Alagwede, Ashibiriki. Ogun is an Imole. Ogun is an Imole because he represents the unending force of what? Evolution? Of, ev- of, evolu- of technology, of evolution, all that, all that is working to create put into motion a productive change productive change. of evolution okay correct do you uh, think Ogun is related to the expanding of the universe wait save this for another conversation yeah that might be a bigger conversation Oshosi Odemata Oshosi I would put as an Orisha 
So he was an Irumole. And then, I wouldn't eat. Yeah, I, and then became human. I don't honestly. I I wouldn't know where to put him because Ochosi becomes to me later in the mix. Even though he's given with the warriors specifically in our tradition, but not until Cuba because right. the kingdom of Keto was completely Correct. separate. Right. Correct. Ochosi has more ties to Obatala in certain forms. In certain forms, well, in the in the in the the oldest form of Ochosi in in that essence is in Ileife, right. in which case he guards the temple of before you enter to see Obatala. Right. So he's Orishala. Orishala. Uh-huh. Um, and so when we get him, we get him in the hunter form as Ode specifically, and we just correlate him with the Ogun Ode form and with Elegbara or Elegwa, who is actually Elegbara, from what I understand was a specific Elegua or Endo Echu that's associated with Ogun. Right. So in that's parts. in certain parts. And we actually took that and used it as that to shape our lens and our theory of why we give them together as okay. a thing. Um Obatala. Well there's others in the between for sure. Okay. Obatala. All right, let's go. Well oh, no, because these are like the complicated Rishas that most people won't be able to let's move on. Okay. Obatala. Now when we say Obatala, now in most houses Obatala is thought to be the primordial deity, the first manifestation after Olorun of Olodumare. Right? So, light first. The light to Echu's darkness. Right. The balance. Uh, right. Um, and then Obatala, but like you see, I teach, mm-hmm. and we follow that it's Orishanla. Mm-hmm. Obatala is a form of Orishanla. Of no sex, which we, we touched on this before. Yes. But that way it encaptures Obatala is firmly male for most people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Orishanla is non non gender having, non sex right. having. So okay, Imole, Orisha, why? Why not? Imole AARP. Imole and Orisha. Why? When did when was it on Earth? Uh to lore? Right, of course. Everything we we have to go so by is more. According to lore, no, don't give me no doo shit from the Muslims. According to lore, he comes he comes down and he f- firms everything that is too wet because obviously the water. Right, so, so it's a sperm. So pretty much, um, and then, I mean, takes up takes up space in what is known as Ileife. Okay, as, which is for as, those of you that don't know the dawn of civilization in some mythos of Yoruba land mm-hmm. because not every tribe of Yoruba land derived from Ileife and takes form as a king okay as a ruler and then upon his death does he have a name is a deity well his names become the Obatalas the different okay, names so of Obatala that we have Obalufon as... was known to be a king okay um uh Oba uh, Baba um Obamoro. Obamoro, the spirit catcher. Was also considered to be a, a, a living a regional chieftain and in the seventeenth century. That was connected specifically to the Risha from Fung. Mm-hmm. Um, Baba Asho. The cloth weaver. The cloth weaver, um, which really has more to do with the textiles under the the, right. the rule of Obatala. But there are historical the references to a particular ruler who traded correct. for cloth of Dawame. He was white, yeah. Um, Ayakunla Ahaha. is not. Technically, in Obatala, he is he is a fun fun entity that we have lumped into the worship of Obatala, being like many other deities, like many other deities. So yes, there's that. Um, well, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other thing. Like ninety percent of all Ochas out there just had a heart attack because we mentioned something about oh, the Obatala. Christ. 
But um, was Christ a Nobatala too? Christ probably. Was not a Nobatala. He's very dramatic, so I would say no chun. I will punch you in the face if I hit a legwa mate. No, definitely. Well, yeah, because he was like, look, I'm dead. No, I'm not. Exactly. But wait, wait. We, did, we get enough topic. All right. So just to go over it again. So when we say Orisha, it means you were a natural force that manifested in a living body yes. according to our mythology, our history, and our lore. So not all Imole became Orisha and not Orisha were Imole. Okay. Some were born in human form and did great ah, things so like and me became orisha ah, it was like your natural ad- adeptness of being human the greatness you accomplished the things that you do your legacy the energy your the deified. And, and were believed to have done supernatural things right also it never was just a, 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 a i was a great person but you actually could call down you can you did something that was more than beyond the means of your humanity which showed a connection to divinity and therefore you did something more to this make is exactly more. me like have you seen my patience with people this is definitely supernatural oh. i should be a reshified honey the patience to deal with your ass is supernatural <laughs> <laughs> so okay so uh, let's say in general obatala mm-hmm. imole and orisha mm-hmm. now next down the big bad line oya yansan orisha Nari Mole. Because she's not even from Yoruba land. Correct. She comes from the desert she's and from the Nupe. Else. If we're going to bring her up in that context, we have to bring up... Well, we can't. This is a whole other episode. Let, the, let, them, okay. let them be thirsty. Gotcha. And just so you people know, if you worship a Dudua, he was a Muslim invader. But we'll get to that in another episode. Oop. Just like your Muslim Nangareo. And your Salam Alaikum for the Paleros. But anyway, so the next down the line, we got to skip over Ya kind of, but she's definitely in Orisha. Um, let's say Yalolde Imole and Orisha Imole and Orisha Probably the greatest of all to of them Every damn near culture you will add Everybody in that culture Everybody in Nigeria No matter what you want Who is Ochoa is Imole Right Because no matter where you go Wisdom and the power of life Is primordial to almost everything right? And of course it's Ochoa If she's not going to be the star of the ball Why would she be there? Literally Right So pretty much Like David said Anywhere in Africa You go that Worships Ochoa she is the queen of the disco. Okay, okay. So this is not Shango. Shango is definitely Orisha. There's no way Shango was Imole. Shango is definitely in Orisha as Shango. Now the the it becomes now like the real Shango, like the gods of Shango. Now that becomes a very different conversation. So there are some that say there's Shango the Imole who is like Yakuta. the thunder and, and but not even Yakuta. Yakuta was still another entity. Ah. That is tied to Shango. Okay, okay. I would still say older than Shango was Oramfe of, of Ileife. Right. Which was a thunder. The thunderstorm. Exactly. And had believed to be the first to give iron to a boom. Do we worship Oramfe in Lukumi? We don't. As far as I've never seen anybody. I have songs for him. I don't see. Right. I don't see anything for him in that. Essence. What about the Ifaleros? I do not believe the Ifaleros speak of what I'm saying. Okay. There are, I believe I talked to someone one time, again, and there's a lot of people that talk. So I believe somebody mentioned that in a time, which still cannot be corroborated, where Chango had paths, it was believed that Oranfe was the older path of Chango. He was considered an elder Chango um, and associated again with lighter things with the foon foon and mm-hmm. stuff like that because he was older he was older wiser more calm right, right. Coming sky from father sky father versus mm-hmm. young fiery versus Juan of the block right now and, right and i have 18 wives um so yes and, still can't pay no child support. and then there's that mm-hmm. so yeah 
that's that. But um, Jakuta, we knew was the the, the stone thrower, which which why we have thunderstones. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, I, so is I got you also one of these? Or? The technicality. You want my theory, or you want the just the facts? I want the facts and the theory that's gonna get us to where we need to go. The facts are, I got you is a descendant of Chang'o. Physically. Is, physically. He is the sixth... Alafin? Alafin of Oyo, where Chang'o is the fourth. Supposedly. Supposedly. I believe Aja or Ajakuta was who's associated with Bayan... Um, what's it? Um, Dada. Dada mm-hmm. Bayani. Banyani. Banyani. Um, which becomes a whole other thing. Um, comes back into rule. So he's pre-Chango and then after Chango and then Agayu becomes after that. So that being said, Agayu, I believe, theory, is an amalgamation of deities from the Cameroon area where you start seeing some association with Leopard. You start seeing association with that who, who shakes the ground and they Cameroon, at least in that area of Northern Africa, there is seismic activity. That right, in the Cameroon, Cote d'Ivoire area, yes. It's considered to be More volcanoes, volcanoes yes. And I, so what I think is between the Niger River and all the trading that was happening, I believe the idea of that deity came through and became wrapped up with Agayu, which is why some believe he's a father figure to Chango or to be this older thing. But the reality is we still sing to him as Omo Chango. Right. You can't be an Omo and be a father. So we are acknowledging that he comes later, but also acknowledging he has a direct connection to Chango. That okay. I agree 100% okay. on. But he would be considered Risha. He would not be considered Imola. What about Olokum? Olokum would be... I would want to say because of how... Just of how stories are, I don't, I can, I don't know if Olokum is going to be Imole because Olokum was. Like, the, the world was filled with water before Batalai came down. So what, what did he come down to? Right. Olokum existed. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't know. I put a local. That's why I think that people say a local is a, a phenomenon. It's like we don't know how to put it, classify a local. Right. The same way we can't classify Eshu. Right. Well, a local simply was. Right. And Somebody called from Manita Gomez and that. Well, the Misa's done and nobody can, nobody can call that one. Right. So, okay. I mean, this is really interesting, though. Is there a difference? I mean, okay, let's get off the topic for a second about who's Imole, who's Orisha. Okay. Is there a difference in how we worship them? Um, because obviously it's Shango, Cabo oh. Cabo Sile, is an Orisha, but he's an amalgamation of gods and deities and all these other things. Are we still worshiping? He's the king of the Lukumi faith. You cannot be, you cannot be called an Oba Oriate if you don't have Shango made and you're an Oriate. Right. right? You're the king of the mat, right. of the heads that lay at the mat. So, how did he take precedence over the actual gods? You know, like Okuti of the Yemoyas is by far the most associated with Yemaya, mm-hmm. but she was definitely Orisha na Imule, right. right? She's not one of the older ones. She's not a primordial force like Achaba, the most beautiful, greatest Yemaya. Oh. So <laughs> it becomes. I mean, we have to honestly always we have to always understand again the political figures, the stories, and the political figures in how things become. I always call the priest of Chango to be the original Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't take offense to this, anyone. You'll be okay. And if you take offense, drink, please. It is, it is well documented that when Shango died as an Alafing, that his followers, who really went hard for him, and that clinking is more cocktails being made. You oh, you that. get used to that noise, yeah. Um, otitutu, baby, mafrefum. And so, basically, <laughs> you know, they made sure that the priesthood of Chango, that that deity was going to be remembered forever. They went everywhere. They even got thrown out 
of Ilei Fe because they were like, we already have Oram Fe, we don't need another Thunder God, right. get the hell out of here. Right. And the same thing happened with Shakpana, uh, um, uh, which is considered disease and Babaloye, Asukhana, whatever you want to call it, which is still a whole other conversation. Was um, he Imole? Who? Well, it depends if you the Yoruba one or the Homer exactly. one. Exactly, that's, where, gets, that's <laughs> where it gets really complicated. But okay. So anyway, so that's where we have to understand. So this thing of Chango being made greater than probably he was in the mix of things, and I'm not saying that to be shady, really comes from his priesthood and when those those um, Nigerian or Yoruba people came over to Cuba. Right. Well, and then also remember people, first, the kingdom of Oyo, where the worship of Chango was very heavy, were the were one of the biggest exporters of slaves. Correct. Right? And then, because, you know, life is funny, they turned out to basically be completely, almost the entire civilization was then taken into slavery. Right. So when they arrived in Cuba, if you haven't read the seminal work um, by Baba Miguel Ramos about the division of La Habana, or David E. Brown, Santeria and Throne, it discusses how the oyosification of the religion started to happen because people started to standardize the traditions. And the ceremonies. Correct. So, okay, wait, let's backtrack a bit because you know how this goes. Is there a difference in how we worship Orisha and Irumole? I would say we normally, we because as all Orisha, we're Orisha heavy. We are focusing on the Orisha. Well, I mean, that's not all Orisha. In, in that way. I, this is going to be controversial. Maybe it won't be. It is my belief and my understanding. Hold on one second, people. Cheers. Uh, I'm going to take it. Cheers. <laughs> It was my understanding, it is my understanding that we work very terrestrially as Olodisha. We work the Ocha from the ground up. Right. And Ifa calls from the top down. Right. Okay. Okay. Why is that they tend to work and chant towards Imole or, or right, energy definitely. that comes that from there down to whatever to manifest between Opong. And what's happening right, there. Because the opponent is the, the, the Correct. While portal. we are in constant connection with everything, that's why Itas have to be done on the floor versus right. regular reading, which can be done on a tabletop. Mm-hmm. But we are always throwing obi, right? We're always ground-oriented because we are calling up. Right. From, Our religion is a religion of the earth. Correct. So we worship primarily Orisha, whether they're Imole or not. I don't believe... I mean, there's 402 of them. We don't have 402 names we can name for Orisha. In our tradition, so in Lukumi, no, I don't think we well, are. I mean, by now, well, praising the only well, baby, people make up things every damn day. Um, but yeah, I, I don't believe that we're really recognizing Imole and or have. Um, there are a few songs, there are a few things and chants and stuff that do reference the Orisha that were Imole, but we're not going out of our way to technically learn who the Imole are. We're really concerned about the Orisha as all Orisha. Okay, does that make okay. sense? I don't know. It makes sense to me. Okay. But. Okay, so now technically we have three different categories of deities. The Orisha, the Iromole, and the Wiros that don't really fall into either one. Mm-hmm. Now, when they came to Cuba, mm-hmm. in the last 175 years or so about, how did this all get... Like, pretty much every village of freed slaves that practiced Orisha worship had their own rituals, ceremonies, ideas, songs. So... What, what made this all come together? Like, how did we bring all the Obatalas to the Obatalas? Why isn't it that you can be mocked to be a child of Ayaguna versus being mocked to be a child of Obatala? If Ayaguna was a whole different deity associated 
I know. find it hard. No, I, I, I would love to time travel and see how this well, really... Yeah. Well, we can take shrooms and do that. I mean, but I don't know if we'll get the right answer. <laughs> I mean, that's like... If I could Bill and Ted to adventure this, so like go back to find out like how it happens, I would love to. But I mean, honestly, I, I could only assume that with limited resources, with limited amount of people... I mean, just because some people came up from a priesthood, that doesn't mean that they... We're in that same area. Maybe some people stayed behind in this township and the other ones got shipped to this one. So you had all these different ideas kind of spreading. All they had in common was Orisha Fung Fung. We know they were white, pure deities that we worship right. a particular way, Efun related, white or no whatever. Yeah, similar um, taboos. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was like, well, then these are all, boom, these are all this category of Orisha. This is what we're going to do and this is where we're placing them. And it just becomes forms of Obatala. So basically what happened as so in order to save the village and we started clumping things together. And while it's good to understand that some spirits may be elder and forces of nature, Irumole, they're not necessarily what we call a Risha, right? Correct. So now to go on a slight tangent that's very involved, most Arishas have like you mentioned earlier, caminos or paths, Correct. avatars. Correct. So that when one is an initiated priest certain orishas are marked with a path or an aspect that symbolizes either a point in the lifetime correct or some of the great deeds that that orisha performed correct. and are known for correct so the greatest ochun of all ibu Aquaro, oh you tried it um also known as ibu aparo mm -hmm. is the queen of quails mm -hmm. she who dances with a finger in her ear and she's considered the chun that truly is the goddess of love she is the one that's associated with love and bindings and sweetness um, enchanting things like that. Now you've got like the Ashy Parakeet one and all these other ones. Ashy Parakeet? Um, no! I won't, I won't name names. But I hate you. What's the difference? Like, so some of them, so some of them are imole, some are not. Doesn't matter how they get worshipped. I don't think so because I think that they they all come from the idea notion of Oshun as as Oshun as imole. So all Oshuns are Oshun. All Oshuns are Oshun. So why Mokapath? Why is yours Ibo Anyan because, and mine because, is Because I, I say this. If, if, I mean, yours is toned out for sure. You tried it. <laughs> um, David right now is not David 10 years ago. No. David in this lifetime may not have been David in my last incarnation. Well, I hope and not. so the idea is that where they work, they still did great work. They did something to be recognized. They worked for their township. They did something. And therefore, that is a dimension. And that word you'll see used by a lot of the uh, Nigerian priests now, they use dimensions versus caminos or paths or avatars. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a dimension of that. It's, it's a layer to that Arisha and how they operated in that lifetime in that particular thing amongst but the people. But since we don't have access to those stories and those biographies and those lifetimes, mm -hmm. really, like I can't find historical representations of Ibu Aparo or Ibu Aquaro. It's difficult to find, mm -hmm. you know, historical and literary backup. Mm -hmm. Especially for a culture that was very oral, that was completely oral. Correct. Is it time for us to deify and to really put in a set mythos? Like, this is what Ikole is. Everywhere you go, Otsunibu Ikole is known as the queen of witches. Mm. She is the one whose magic is unrivaled. She belongs with the Iamil Soronga. Mm -hmm. She is the youngest of the Ochun. She's associated with the vulture, etc., etc., etc. Right. But, like, where do then, since we don't have access to the root information, how do we kind of cement this, but still allow it room to breathe and grow over time? Well, the cementing to me can be utilized 
by compare not comparing so much but understanding so aparo is in candomblé as well right so we I'm have not to bring in the other so the, the, we have sister traditions that obviously if we're in two different parts of the world and we're still worshiping the same things using the same language same names on certain certain ones right then there obviously is some credence there there's something there right. that that but gives we don't a, have a backup for we don't it. i mean this is where exchanging ideas with right. with our sister traditions and with the mother tradition helps us to be- have a better understanding of our Arisha that we're worshiping. Okay. I don't believe we have all the answers. No, we never. I don't know. believe anyone has be? all the answers. I believe that because, in retrospect, and whether this is really con- you know contextually uh, for this particular program right now, but you know, I think that we have to remember the people that came here initially between the like first 16th century were not the same that came over in, in mass in the 18th century right so even the the yoruba that we speak a lot of present day yoruba like my grand grandparents speak that we don't even speak that no more that's right, the old it's yoruba correct and so it's understanding that we there's time periods that we're kind of pres- pre- preserving. We're forcing and, to preserve, and we're forcing to preserve. And there's and there's certain things we can gain really from getting more together and exchanging information than not. Um, but that I don't know how we can cement. That would take open-mindedness. That would take, oh, take open-mindedness and the, and the ego we'll should aside. Well, ego should die, and if you don't die, kill it. But okay. So yeah, I mean that would be the only way I would know. I would think to know how to cement it. I mean the issue is that with oral traditions, the reality is is that the telephone game will always occur. But is that not power part of the beauty and the power? Of it can oral be, but then the slight view you have on Ibu and Yan, and the way your godchildren look at your chun, uh huh, isn't that part of the magic of each clan, each tribe, right? Because obviously you have huge hips. You're going to have lots of babies. I hate you. He really doesn't. People I just like to make jokes. Um, but you're going to be, you know, when you have your god kids, does it matter that they look at your Shun Ibuanyan differently than somebody else's? Is each Ibuanyan the same or are they all the same? Uh, I think they share. I think they share a lot of the same things. I mean, I, I haven't spoken to some Ibuanyas and haven't had conversation with them. We definitely have some things in common Thanks. that we intersect at in, in life, in some personality sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and things we go through. And how we even actually deal with said things. But of course, we're all different too. Um, I don't know. That's a hard question. I, I just feel like you can take a lot of that. But you're also always going to have your own kind of personal experience and view with your Arisha that kind of grows. And, you know, I don't know how much of it becomes. That's why I like to preface myself with my experience is. And right. my understanding is versus this is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think that finality, it would be rough. That's what makes things sometimes hard to deal with because people are like oh well, my godfather told me this and right. you know what i mean it's so final it's so and i'm like oh, i don't know if they could be that well, way. nothing should be final in right. a tradition that evolves Has to i mean i have a lot of questions about the zimole and orisha stuff but okay let me throw you a sideball question then. oh great i love a sideball are there deities orishas that we work with that are really Imole and should be perhaps allowed or referenced to the to the Babalaos. The Ifaleros as I like to call them. Oh like um, like you said Olokun is a phenomenon. Uh-huh. But Olokun came with Feminita Gomez's godmother, who then gave it to the Babalaos. Absolutely. Which so, means wh- I who you building what for? Why? 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 I still don't understand how that can happen if, if the I belief- used to mention stuff that you got from somebody else. 
in a way that you didn't get it. Right. Or did the Babalaos have their own secrets that they incorporated? I don't know how. If they had that, then they wouldn't need it from Femenita Gomez. Um, One of my favorite orishas, Oko. Oricha Oko. Yes. Ocha Fun Fun. Also associated heavily with death because he is the agricultural deity, blah, 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 blah. Yes and no. Orisha Oko is also associated with Oloko, who mm-hmm. is a deity that is known to live in a cave and kill wrongdoers. Right. And they never get hurt from again. It's really creepy. It's um, really creepy. <laughs> but it's the bona side of, or the hot side of that Oko. Orisha Fung Fung and understanding that. So he has a cooling element to him that really is more, the white representative is more the sperm. Again, he is that which opens the earth and plants seeds. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we're talking about his relationship with Onile Again. as a feminine deity who's the earth, right? So in that essence, he's cool. He plants. He helps to provide for us to have, for the, for the earth to have, period. But uh, for us to have. And Osain is kind of the other side of that because Osain is the wild, right? The bush that grows everywhere, right. everything that, that, that propagates. But this is a more controlled Purposeful, right? Oko that's more controlled and purposeful um, in regards to agriculture specifically versus bush medicine that grows wild. Um, that being said, yes, there's two aspects of him. There's that hot bona side and that very particular coolant side of him. Um, but is he an orisha? He's an, he's is he an orisha. He's considered an orisha. Okay, so we should be worshiping him. We should be worshiping him. Any other phenomenons like a lokun that we're not sure about? I don't know about phenomenons. I, I, I've always had an issue with, and I don't know if we're going to cover this in this today. We might. I have an issue with the Dahomey entities that have been incorporated via proximity to Cuba or whatever with okay. Lukumi because they're their own deities. Let's give this a little bit of an intro because it's associated. So for those of you that don't know, the Yoruba were not the only Africans that were brought over to the New World. Obviously, they were tribes brought over from different parts of what we now call Western Africa. The you had the Ewe, the Fondo, Congo, Bantu, Kikongo. You had the um, Yoruba. Oof, there was, I think, like a good 47 different tribes altogether the, that were brought over. There was some Cameroon folk which had ties to the uh, Abakwa. Yeah, but there was a lot. There's like almost 50 yeah. ethnic groups altogether that were brought over. In Cuba specifically, you had the Yoruba, Yesha, the Yesa. The Arara, uh, it's something that became Abakua, I yes, believe. Yes, I can't remember the name right, right now. So the whole point is, we have deities, we have Orisha, supposedly, quote unquote, in the Lukumi faith, that are actually voodoo deities. They're Fadun, yep. or they were Guinan, or other things in other places. Yes. So let's take one of the most common um, obsessions of these Christian Santeros, St. <laughs> Lazarus. Which we call Asohano. Right. Aso is specifically in the Dahomey. Dahomeyan title. It is Asohano is is a, a, a adaption of the name and or a praise name if you want right. to say. But Aso is the actual name. And same thing with Nana Buruku. Same thing with Afrekete. And all this other stuff. So, so how are know, we counting these? How are we worshiping them? I don't know. I have not. I'm not. Do you have any of these? I, I do not. I'm not experienced enough yet to have that conversation. I do know it still doesn't make sense to me, even though it's being told. I just don't understand how you are calling an orisha something that is a fodun. 
If it has its own name, its own ceremonies, its own prayers, its own songs, well, its what own about, colors. What about if they were just closely related? Like we've heard and read the story of when there was a priestess of Ashun mm-hmm. and Tobosi, which is Yewa, basically, in the, for the, um, I'm sorry, for the, uh, for the Arara. So they had a conversation. They traded homegirl like a pig for slaughter, right? She got both ceremonies done. Oh no, she traded. Tosi gave up the daughter fortune, and then the priestess ended up incorporating a lot of arara ceremonies or trading mm-hmm. them off. So let me ask you this: Isn't it possible that they crossed initiations and then exchanged information? Is that maybe how they were brought in? It could very well be that. It could very well be that. What I don't see enough of, though, if you're talking about an oyofication, which is pr- primarily 95% of what people do. do. Right. And I hate to say it, but it happened in Cuba, and it's happened in the last few years. Right. Because, you know... Even even in Matanza, because even, even with that stuff, the land that of happened things. with Latuang and... and, and Omatero uh, yeah. and Funche. Like, even there, even though there's certain things Arara, I mean, that they do in Matanzas that's very Arara-related and whatever, they still are doing an oil dance centric way of... Like, even still has right. certain ways of doing it, certain. If you got a mortar in some certain. circles, it's oil. You know what I'm saying? And so it becomes this whole big thing. But my thing is, like, how can we... Like, if you... Ch- exchanging, exchanging ideas is different than initiation so like my thing is like how do you initiate to if you're if you to me ethically if i'm going to receive asohano and i go to matanza and i receive asohano the arara way but i'm not arara and anything else that i do that's for me right you can't give it i can't give that out because i'm not arara i got it from y'all thank you i it was marked maybe whatever but they will give you this because you need it and you don't have it but I don't but how know. they crowning Asohano now. That's that, that's where I have a, a thing. Babaluaye is not Asohano. Right, right, right. We Omolu, we not didn't mention Babaluaye because Babaluaye is associated. Not Asohano. Babalu is actually associated with Yoruba worship, whereas that's my almost point. none of the others are. Omolu is Omo- and Sapana is associated with a bunch of them, not just the Yoruba though. But what I'm saying, at least they they have worship right. in there. Right, Aso does not. You're not finding nowhere in not modern day Nigeria where they they're oh yeah we know Asohano we know Aso and Nana is Nanu and whatever is his mother right. no that's not there's the whole quote Nana Baluku there's the Eshwafira. that's there Even so so but I mean okay well that's is another thing mm-hmm. and I know we've gotten off the topic about Imole and Orisha but this is part of the the, the conversations we need to have mm-hmm. to figure things out you have things like Eshwafira. People get Elegua and they pull the path for Elegua even before initiation and it comes out Afra. I don't get it. But specifically, Afra is associated with the worship of Asohano. Right, which means you shouldn't be getting him if you're not getting Asohano. Right, so how does So it how do you ethically mark that for somebody and or give a, it to them without giving them Asohano? It is known as the accompaniment to Asohano, right. but you don't have Asohano. Then you don't have Afra. That's just, it doesn't make sense to me. So, do you think it's just like craziness at some point and people just start piecing things together? I think... Isn't it time that we can start saying, like, you and I and people who choose to be educated and choose to do the right thing can say, you know, these are things we don't ask for. Like, personally, like you said, there are Arara deities that just, I wouldn't ask to be crowned. I'm not going to crown somebody Nana Buluku because that doesn't come from my lands. Not from my lands. I will take you right on over to Haiti. Literally. Oh, my dancer, somewhere where they got her real shape. Here, take this hoe. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, but, I mean, but we have the ceremonies. I've seen, I've worked the ceremonies for Nana Buruku. So 
So not worked up, you know, I've been I, there to help. I can tell you but, the difference in, in several... When I went to Cuba, and I did not receive Asohano. I did not receive Asohano. Wasn't a big enough goal, huh? You, right? I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, big enough for her, big enough for me. <laughs> but, you know, my god sister received him three days worth of ceremony. Right. Over here, no tea, no shade... It is a you get her in a four hour afternoon. It's a it's an afternoon. Everyone turns off the lights and everything's done, whatever, and you just get what you get, what you get. And then they're like, oh, that's Babalua, yeah, that's an asshole. But they they mark a distinction that that's not asohano. It's not. So if you're not going through very specific ceremonies, including I'm gonna say graves, right? You you did not receive asohano. You did I mean, not go through. You did not get initiated to Asohano. Right. A whole bunch of people who have Asohano specifically did not work your ceremony at the time of you receiving Asohano. You do not have Asohano. Right. So this is my thing now. Where the where the real kicker comes in to me becomes when we are singing Orisha songs in a tambor where we're calling to the deities. We are known to sing to Baba Luaye and then sing to Asohano. Right. Aso. And somebody will come. Whether they have Asohano or not, they may come having Baba Luaye. So, so how do we explain so that? I don't know. Well, to be fair, in Voodoo, you don't have to be initiated to pass the Alwagi and the spirit or anything. And, but we believe that. Remember, we, we say the same thing about Asohano. I mean, about Baba Luaye and Asohano in this. Right. That that anyone. Anyone can. spiritual. Yes. So maybe that's because of their Faduni. Faduni, but they say the same thing with Abatala. Because he's the king of, oh, of the heads. can come on anyone as well. He's all heads. He can come on anybody's head. Supposedly. Even if you're marked. Actually, even if you're done. Well, I mean, look at people who are children of a fool. Eventually, the banyo fool, you switch your head over. You give it to Abatala because the fool drives you crazy because it's great. There's been plenty of situations where people have to give their head back to Abatala to save their life. So, um, let's stay on track about worshipping different types of deities. Mm-hmm. So, as we can see, in... What is Lukumi today? Even our pantheon is a little bit blitzed. And we kind of have to do our work as priests and priestesses. Um, and we definitely have to come up with a non-binary term. Like, I like clerics. Oh, I love a good cleric. So I think, folks, if it's okay with you guys, and even if it's not, we're still going to stick oh, with it. cleric of Arisha. Uh, we'll just use the word clerics or olocha uh, for Arisha specifically to be a non-binary, non-gender inclusive term. Because olocha is, yeah. Right, so olocha or a cleric. So, you know, we got to figure out the gods we're working with, the history. You can't just show up at a ceremonial drumming and sing songs and think, okay, this is how it's going to work. It's not. That's ignorance. It is. You know, so we really have to understand the energies and the things that we're working with. Now, I think this is probably going to be my last question, or maybe we got a little bit more time. How do we fix this? I mean, obviously, there are people that are initiated... I know plenty of people, at least eight, seven or eight, that are initiated to MIA and their father's Asohano. Correct. Correct. So what do we do? What if you got one of these crazy situations where... I, I've heard stories, I mean, people mocked Afra for their head of Legua. But how? I, I agree. How? I'm not, and I'm not, I'm going to be very clear. I'm not doubting anyone's initiation. What I'm no. saying is I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand how. Well, no, let's be very clear. That's just me. Because I think that's very clear well, to say. Wait like, a second. I'm not saying that, oh, somebody who's 37 years, who has Afra on their head all this time, I'm not questioning their Arisha. Oh, no. Or that they're questioning their initiation. I just don't get logically how it makes sense. Right, so right. in my time right now, as I grow, as I learn, 
Um, but I would like for people. Also, somebody to, really has that for that for thirty-seven years. Don't take it personal. Don't. You were just very specific but with that number. Like I was, but like my thing is this: like I, I feel like we owe ourselves the opportunity to learn and to actually educate ourselves to research outside of just oral tradition. The hugest thing I have is people who, who want to only stick to oral tradition only because it's a safe and, and the problem is is that that doesn't necessarily like you yes you can honor your lineage and or your ancestors by doing it that way but we have access to things now they didn't have access to like i don't understand why you would think that they would be limited you don't think that if, if latuan could get online right now and be like oh let me look up this because that she wouldn't right. of course she would they didn't have it we have it so right. why are we limiting ourselves on purpose my biggest thing, and, and it ties into this, it does tie into it, is, well, who am I to change anything? You're a priest, or you're a cleric, you're whatever, like... My name is Kevin Anthony Martinez. What do you Martinez. mean, who That's are you? I, I, that drives me nuts. Right. Well, how do you think I feel? Who am I to change it? Who was Laptuan to change? Who was Efunche to change anything? But we're still doing it now. I would like to point out, we know Efunche's name, but nobody's absolutely what sure. What What Orisha she had, where she actually came from, or none of that. But she was, look at everything she did. And people still argue whether she was Kandi Agua or Batala or Chosi. Uh, so, but okay. But yeah, like, I mean, that's it. Like, how this do we fix it? Well, how we fix it is that eventually through education is important. You don't just change something willy-nilly. You educate yourself enough that you can land on something comfortably and say, you know what? I believe strongly in this because I have enough education in it. I feel like I'm confident in doing this. And then we also have divination. Then we ask and we figure it out from there. Living, breathing oracles. I don't believe in going with the flow and doing things just because. I'm not doing something to you just because it was done to me that way. That, it, 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 that is against the whole idea of destiny. The whole idea of, of, of evolution and, and life and nature it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. That's just my thoughts on it. Wow, we made a whole episode about the dark place face. Maybe it's the two cocktails. Probably. Probably had one before I got here, huh? Perhaps. <laughs> so, folks, as you can see, each episode is just going to have more and more questions at the end of it, which is pretty good marketing scheme because then we never run out of talking material. But really, so, like, today we kind of looked at the Pantheon and we started asking questions that a lot of people may not know or may not know to ask. So, one of the few things we've established that, obviously, Eshu is the best Arisha of all of them. Goodbye. So his priest, remember? Goodbye. Send send Eshu priest money, makes them happy. <laughs> Ask him to cash out. Right. But really, what it is, is that if we have to understand the forces we're working with on as many levels as possible so that they work as best as possible. You know? And if you don't ask questions about what you're worshipping, you're just an idiot cult member. Boop. And that's bad. That's what's gotten us into the position we are in today with people... Crack, you know, like crystal meth taking godparents, people stealing things. Oop, it's a shade for me, but it's the truth. People stealing things from their godkids, going through all kinds of situations because it's just too easy for anyone to seem knowledgeable. And we should not allow that to be. So, wow, we've got a lot of questions. David? More questions? Well, we got to wrap it up, so I'll let David say the goodbyes. Well, I would just say thank you, anyone who's listening. Uh, please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure to share. Please make sure to just like, comment, engage. Um, go over to www.themothersmagi.com. You can also find us on Facebook under The Mother's Magi. 
Um, we are around. We're around for questions. We also will be doing some um, developmental misas very soon. Um, please check our page for any further details. Um, we're trying to make sure that our our desire for people to grow spiritually and otherwise is present and we're doing the work um, and we're in the community doing that work very hands-on. So that is the goal. So please check out our page for any further details and we will see you guys next podcast. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all. Remember to send us messages if you have any specific subjects you want us to talk about. Ciao.